0: Hey guys, Max Holmes here, number nine for the Geelong Cats. Uh, Welcome to another F of Where Do We Begin? Had a great chat with Locke about the beautiful game and hope you
1: all enjoy. Cheers. Thanks for that, Max. Hello and welcome to another very special Class of 2020 episode. My name is Locke and my co-host is... Oh right, it's just me. Harper unfortunately could not do this episode due to a personal emergency, so I've done this one Han Solo. I'm super pumped to chat with Max. Unfortunately, we had a few technical difficulties with my internet cutting out a few times, so I apologize that the sound isn't as crisp as what you've grown accustomed to. Anyway, let's just dive into the episode. I'm here with Max Holmes, Pick 20 to the Geelong Cats hundred and eighty nine centimeters and where's number nine how are we today maxi i'm good lucky how are you mate <laughs> mate i'm awesome we had to uh we had to jump a few hurdles to get here though didn't we so obviously uh for those regular listeners you didn't hear harper's voice doing the introduction he's unable to do this episode and we've had to reschedule a couple of times but we finally got there didn't we we did, and I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> oh, 100%, mate. Not as happy as me. And speaking of hurdles, a nice little segue. So growing up, you're obviously you played football, but you're also an athletic star. Can you tell us a little bit about that and if it was more athletics when you were younger or if it was football more?
0: Yeah, right. I, when I was a kid, it was basically, you know, um, winter was footy, of course. Summer was athletics. Uh, my mum used to run. She went to the Olympics. So that kind of um, led me into doing athletics, uh, and I, I was a midget as a kid, um, absolutely tiny. So I learned how to hurdle so I could make the school school um, ass team. Um, and from there, when I grew up a bit, bit bigger, um, I started to get a bit stronger and all that, and performed well in the four hundred hurdles. So I ran for Australia last year, or uh, two years ago, Oceania champs wow. in
1: the four hundred hurdles. So that was kind of my staples at the four hundred hurdles. So yeah. How good's that when it works out? I didn't realise that hurdles was your sport and that was a nice little segue for me before. So this is going well. But, awesome, mate. but obviously it's football is the one that's taken over and throughout last year, you didn't have athletics, you didn't have football. How did you find that to fill in the time throughout 2020?
0: Yeah, it was, it was tough. Um, kind of, I'm sure you would understand as well, just waiting in a footy to come back. Um, I kind of, I went with the outset that I was going to train as I would during a season. So I just, I kept my training schedule packed just when, when we we're like online at school, just in between classes, like spare periods, just I'd go out for a run, go out for a kick, just do whatever, keep myself occupied. Just so if the season did kick, kick on, I'd um, be fit, ready to go.
1: Um, but like not, not playing footy that was, yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, I guess. How did you go as well? Considering that your bottom age draft year, you missed a lot through injuries. Like you only got to manage like three games. Has it been a bit of an adjustment now getting back into training following those injuries?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, as you said, I didn't play many games. Um, I didn't even have a preseason the year before that. So I've only ha- had one pre-season under my belt. Um, so getting into, especially match him this year, um, has been like tough. It's taken a while. Like I'm, I'm good now, but just. Getting a feel for like a footy match has just been, it's been interesting. Um, But yeah, finally getting there. And um, I think I'm solid now. (laughs)
1: 100%, mate. 100%. Can't wait to see you out there in the blue and white hoops. As I'm a Cats fan, as I'm sure many of our listeners know. Yeah, beautiful. 100%. And now I'd just guess heading into the draft, because you haven't had that chance really. I guess show exposed form due to your bottom age year and top age year due to various reasons not getting ahead and not being able to show how confident were you going into the draft and how high you'd go or if you'd been picked up?
0: Yeah, well, start of 2020, um, we'll go back to there. I was, when COVID hit, I was shitting my pants. Just, I thought to myself I wasn't getting drafted. This wasn't going to be the year unless we got out there and played. I just, I just needed to get out there and play to get some exposure because as you said, I hadn't played much in my bottom age year. Um, so I remember telling my parents like I didn't have a manager, so I remember telling my parents I needed a manager. Yeah, so I got myself a manager, and um, then interviews started to come. And surprisingly, I was I was getting interviews, and I'm just thinking, oh, Jesus Christ, what's going on? So I, I reckon I had ten clubs in the end contact me, which was which was good to like for the. Um, and it's just to know that a lot of clubs were interested. Um, no certainty. Um, like a month out, I was telling my mates like, look, I'm going to be like 40, 50 if I'm going to get picked up. Like I'm not going to be a high pick. Um, so I don't, don't expect anything. And then I'd say a week after the draft, you know, when Kel Toomey puts out that phantom draft list. Yeah, I was, best in the, best I was, in the business. Yeah, I was picked 23, and I'm going, what? <laughs> What's happened here? Like, I'm telling I'm my so mates I'm going 40 and not even, not even being humble. Like, just that's what I thought. And then he said I'm picked 23, I'm going, Hang on, what's going on there? And, but even even so, even with that, I was, like, I was still shitting my pants going to the draft, like, just going, Oh, what's going to happen? But yeah, fortunately, Geelong did what they
1: didn't. Yeah, got picked up. <laughs> And the rest, as they say, is history. But that's really interesting, though. So, obviously, so going into the draft, like, did you think the cats were interested in you? Like, did you have any idea on where you would go, or was it really uh, just a surprise? Um, I so there was we
0: had a week before the draft. We had a training camp, um, not a training camp, a training day to, to the, uh, clubs to get a bit of uh, um, viewing of us. Selwood, one of the recruiters at Geelong, and Troy basically said, um, "Yeah, we're not we're not picking him up." So I, really,
1: he said that to you. He wasn't. Pick- yeah, no, no. He, he told
0: me, "I'm like, look, we'd, we'd love to pick him up, but we just don't have the picks for it. So I'm afraid we can't work it out." And so I, I honestly thought I was going to Melbourne. Um, I thought they were pretty keen, so I
1: had no idea at all that Geelong wanted me. So yeah, <laughs> a, a nice, a nice surprise. That's funny. I guess it would have made sense, the Melbourne grammar boy going to Melbourne, but I guess does it fill you with so much more confidence that Geelong wanted you that much that they were willing to do? I think it was like two trades in the end to trade up to get you.
0: Yeah, it, it does. It does fill you with confidence that, that they have that belief in you. Like, um, I don't know. Um, it just, it feels like they they really want you there, but it also puts a bit of pressure on me. Like, I feel like I've got to perform and live up to it, you know, but um, yeah um, i'm grateful for the recruiting team for doing
1: it but yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh mate I, and i can just imagine you rock up to the club so you've been drafted first day you're surrounded by blokes like joel Soward, paddy dangerfield you know absolute guns that have done it for the last decade i mean what was that first day at the club like for you well first day at the club
0: there there weren't too many of the older blokes there we had, um it was first of four years I met, yeah, Pay Dangerfield, Joel Selwood. They were roaming around the club and it was just crazy. Like, there's one day that I remember that I was sitting in the ice bath and to my left in the spa, it was just, it was like, it was, it was in my first week. It was Joel Selwood, like, Sam Minigoa, Pay Dangerfield, Sean Higgins, Isaac Smith, and I'm just sitting there going, like, what the hell am I doing? Like, how did <laughs> I get here? Like, what is this? This is incredible. <laughs> like, I don't belong here. Um... <laughs> So yeah,
1: it is it is crazy just being around them all the time. Oh mate, I could only I could only yeah. imagine what that what that would be like now. I guess what has been the biggest adjustment for you as an AFL player? Like what surprised you since you've entered the system? Is there anything in particular that you like you just weren't expecting? Well, I reckon the biggest adjustment um is the amount of gym
0: we do. Um so I can't remember if you mentioned this. You said my height, I don't know if you said my weight, but when I came in I was seventy four <laughs> kilos, so Clearly, I haven't hit the weight room too much, in <laughs> my life. Um, and we kind of we kind of do like weights almost every day. Just some sort of gym bit. Like we do this, I call it like power acceleration control. Like we we'll just do a bit of power for training. Just, but it's just the gym every day that, that cooks me. It's it's crazy. Um, it's a crazy um, change to what I normally do. Um, and but what surprised me the most is um, the the older players. They're just, desire and initiative to um help out us young folks and help us improve because they want yeah they want the team to be good after they leave so they just giving feedback all the time giving tips and just helping you out whenever like you stuff up at training they'll they'll pick you up um go oh maybe next time do this and that like it's just incredible all of them
1: do it i shocked me a lot Mate, that's absolutely awesome that you have so many people helping you out. I guess that just sort of segues nicely to my next question, which is who do you, who has been your biggest mentor at the club since you joined?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think um, like in the past, players have had like one individual kind of big mentor, but I guess like I'm in the midfield group um, as a winger. Um, so like in, in the group, we've got like Selwood, Guthrie, Managola, Duncan, um, Higgins, Smith, like I reckon out of those like probably uh, the skipper, Joel Selwood and um, Isaac Smith have probably been most influential, like Isaac being an incredible winger. Um, but like all of them chip in all the time, um, always giving
1: off um, great advice. So really good. Mate, that'd be, yeah, that'd be awesome. I guess in particular, so having like Isaac Smith, Sam and Nagoa, two of the best wingmen in the game. What, has there been anything specific that they've taught you that you've really taken away and gone like, oh, if I implement that to my game, I'll have a great success? Oh, um,
0: something that Isaac taught me, like, um, like one of the first weeks that I was there, it was about, um, it was moving, it's kind of hard to explain, like with words, it was like on the wing, on the outside, like moving your bloke around, like manipulating him to your will kind of thing. It's hard to, yeah, it's hard to explain, yeah. <laughs> but it was really helpful. <laughs>
1: I'm sure. I'm sure. Cats fans will they'll be they'll hear that now and they'll know what you're doing when you're manipulating your opponent this, this year. If they to get to the chance to see you play. Uh, but I guess so. Being a woman, could you describe a little bit about what the type of player you are? Because obviously, we I'm sure a lot of our cats fans they love their T, their TAC couple. Oh, it's it's the NAB League now, of course. That they'd probably leading up to the draft. Normally, they just pour over the tapes of the young draftees. They didn't quite have the opportunity to do that last year, obviously, because no underage football was running in Victoria. So could you give us a little bit of a spiel of what sort of player you are?
0: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm definitely, like as I just said, I'm pretty skinny. So I'm definitely an outside player. Um, I, like to, I like to think I play a bit like, like Brad Hill, just a running winger, just runs all day, um, gets a bit of speed on, burns the players. So I'm the kind of guy that will have a couple of runs and bounces a game.
1: Yeah. Have you done a little bit of training with Brad Hill before? Is that, or is that, is that completely off the mark? Yeah, I know it's frozen. Yeah. Um last year during COVID um
0: I was with my sessions. I was, so I was still transitioning out of athletics. So I thought a good way to keep fit was to do athletic sessions. So I was um I was doing some one fifties um that Oof, day, hundred and fifty Brutal. Yeah, brutal. Just sprinting. <laughs> um and um Brad and Bobby Hill uh rocked up to the track. And um so we kinda we had a we had a quick chat. Um just how you going? Um, mum had a bit of a chat to Brad while we were running, and um, that night, um, Brad followed my mum on Instagram. It was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> What's going on here? He, like, he followed me and my brother after that, and like, What's going on here? And then he goes, Um, oh, can I come train you guys? Like, he must have liked what he saw because, yeah, sure. <laughs> We'd love to, like, train with you, Brad. <laughs> like, oh, that's unbelievable. I um, love that. So, yeah, we, we hooked up a few sessions and, um, yeah, went running together down the track. Um, I did a couple of footy sessions with him um, right before the draft. So, oh, that's yeah, awesome. He's a legend of a man. Very quick. I just had him covered on the track. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Reckon, got to get out there against you, Um in the footy so I can try
1: and outrun him. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait to see that. I remember, I don't know if you remember, but a couple of years ago, it was the, uh, who did Rioli outran that, um, Lewis Jeter outran Rioli yeah. in the grand final. It'll, it'll be you and Brad Hill, I reckon. Yeah, get around two
0: in, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, speaking, speaking about your mum, I'm sure you get asked this question a lot, but I got to ask, has it helped having a mum that's obviously come from an elite sporting background?
0: Yeah, of course. Like, I guess just from a young age, um, she's like instilled like values for like an elite sportsman, like, you know, you know, the cliches, like control the controllables, um, like, um, like every, every 1000th counts, like all that. So she's, she's really like drilled that into, into me, um, from an early age. And it's kind of, it's been important. It's like, it's led to me, like, um, eating well, um, eating healthy, like in the lead up to games, um, training hard um doing everything i can to like get the most out of myself and and she's like my biggest supporter out there so um she's great with all that helps me out all the time calls me every day while i'm down here um like yeah yeah having her being in that environment it's very helpful
1: yeah, man, that's unbelievable and it just sounds like awesome. It sounds like you're already before the club. You had great mentors and Brad, your mum, and you had such a great support network around you. So that's just unreal, mate. And I guess now, le- leading into the season, what are your goals for 2021?
0: Yeah, I definitely want to um, crack into the AFL side this year, get get the debut in. Um, of course, looking at the team, it's a bloody tough job to do. Um, so I just want to, of course, like with that, I'm going to have to improve a bit. So... Just want to yeah improve as much as I can, um, learn as much as I can, and yeah, hopefully crack into that side.
1: Well, mate, I, I certainly I hope to see you out there. Now, I guess, what are your, some of your off-field interests away from football? What do you do to keep busy?
0: Uh, well, um, I like a bit of golf. Like in around that, that has been that has been the most do common. Enjoy it.
1: That has been the most common answer, I think. As soon as you become an yeah. AFL player, you get your golf license or something. Every single dra- like drafter you have interviewed, every single player just loves to have a hit on the sticks. Yeah, yeah. Now nah, my, my dad was a keen golfer, so I've, I've always
0: played a bit, but um, not as good as him, unfortunately. Um, where do you where do you play at the moment? Barwin or Thirteenth? <laughs> um, I'm not I'm not that heavily invested. I was playing playing the courses in Geelong. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a big uh, spender on the nice course, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but um, I've, I've always. I love a good driving range. Good hit in the driving range. Um, yeah. Um, but I've been doing a bit of Netflix, watching the Blacklist at the moment. It's not bad. Um, mm. Recommend it to all the all the listeners. <laughs> um, a bit of PlayStation here and there. Um, do whatever, really.
1: <laughs> right, 100%, 100%. Now, this is our last proper question, but it might be our most important. It's what is your life philosophy? So whether it's a quote oh. or just a few little words that you live your life by that you hold to, dear to you.
0: Yeah, right. Um, I reckon my philosophy is that I always live my life by like the idea that I just want to get everything out of myself or I just want to do every little thing that I can do to um, hit, like, the highest level of achievement or anything I can do. So, like, last year, for example, with the draft, um, I just said to myself, like, if I train as hard as I can, do, do everything possible. If, if we had to play games, if I played as well as I could but didn't get drafted, well, so be it. It's disappointing. Would have loved to get drafted, but I did everything I could, so I'm satisfied. So I think, yeah, um, living a life where you do everything possible
1: to get the most out of yourself is, yeah, good one. Mate, that's a, that's a great word to live by and inspiring, <laughs> oh, mate. You absolutely smashed that. Now, here we go. Now, here's where we have a little bit fun and it's our quick questions segment. So, the first one is two hours of spare time. What are you doing? Uh, probably Netflix. <laughs> Beautiful, mate. As you said, Black Mirror is the go-to. Is it Black Mirror or Blacklist the go-to at the moment?
0: Blacklist. Blacklist is the go-to right now.
1: Yeah, not bad. Oh. Perfect. All right. Now the second one is: What is your biggest personal strength? So away from football, what is your biggest personal strength?
0: Ooh, I'm actually um,
1: I'm pretty smart on the books actually. So, so, maybe, maybe my um schooling. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that, mate. Are, are you going to study a university course once you get a bit more into your career? Have you got any interest in that department?
0: Yeah, I've currently uh, deferred. Uh, to a semester two, um, enrolled in commerce and, and engineering at Melbourne. Um, so, hopefully, that when footy chills out and I'm more used to the system, I'll go get into that. So yeah.
1: Oh yeah, that'll that'll be a lot of fun, mate. And now our next question is: Is what is your biggest personal weakness? Biggest personal weakness? You know, I'm pretty
0: emotional. I reckon. Um, I don't know if that, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but
1: I can get um, real. Real into things, which is
0: probably not a, not a great thing
1: all the time. It's good for
0: the footy field, though.
1: No, nothing wrong with showing a bit of passion, so you're quite competitive then? Yeah, pretty competitive. It's, yeah, is a good thing in footy. Not, not so in other scenarios. <laughs> it's family ga- game night at the Holmes household. Quite an intense spectacle. Quite an intense spectacle. <laughs> all right, I'll put that in the diary. Don't play Monopoly with Max. <laughs> All right. Now the next one is: If you weren't a footballer, what would you be?
0: Ooh, you know, I'm not sure actually. Um, like I said I'd, I'd do uni. That's for sure. Um, honestly,
1: I can't give you an answer for that. You know, as a kid, I wanted to be a race car driver. All right. And now our fa- final question is: Is do you have any particular unusual talent or skill?
0: You know, they asked me this when I got to Jurong when they they're doing their introductions and. The only thing I could think of was I can touch my um, my nose with my tongue. So, okay, I'll, I'll show you. I don't think the listeners are going to say it, but yeah. just just get there. So,
1: <laughs> mate, that's that's an that's an insane talent, mate. I reckon you could live, you could live off that. <laughs> Yeah, busking up the streets of Melbourne, I reckon, or, Yeah, busking down the streets of John. go down the right. Oh, I love it, mate. All right, well, that's all That's all we have for you today, mate. Thank you so much for coming on. It has been an absolute pleasure to talk. Ah, thanks for having me. Enjoyed it. Thanks for that, Max. That was an absolute cracker. It was so much fun getting to have a chat, and I look forward to speaking with you in six months' time. And that wraps up our Class of 2020 series. Thanks so much to it all everyone that has been a part of the Class of 2020 series, the guests and of course the listeners. We really wouldn't be here without the great support that you give us. So thank you again. Signing off.